Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. Here my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Matt's here. He's alive. Hey, he's back. I'm yeah. back. I'm off the COVID list. I'm at like 73%. So you'll be on like limited snaps? I'm on limited snaps for sure. Okay. Um, but you're but, here. That's most But I'm here. Part. Yep. I'm yep. feeling uh, much better than I did. Uh, another COVID survivor. Um, yep. It's no joke, as I'm sure you could testify. Uh, it's definitely no joke, man. It knocked me on my my butt for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's got one of our good friends in the community. Mike Tag still got him uh, out. You know. <laughs> so sad. God bless him. Hopefully everything works out for him. Yep. Um, Thinking about you. For sure. Yeah. So uh, good to have you back. Here we are in week two. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about, as always, when it comes to Tons. in-season Dynasty Fantasy Football Talk. And, of course, after this episode, we'll give you all of our Dynasty buys and sells of the of the week in our NerdHerd episode. And remember, if you're a NerdHerd member, not only do you get great access to the Dynasty Nerds film room, the rookie rankings, all the tools we offer in Dynasty GM, which literally has 10 different tools inside it itself, but then you get the bonus podcast, and we switched up the Nerd episode that we are going to give you our weekly buys and sells. So we, everybody loves to buy-sell episodes, right? Right. We give you that every single week in the Nerd episode. We each give you one buy and one sell in fan, Dynasty Fantasy Football. And it's interesting, this week, week, Matt and I have the same guy. I have him as a buy. Yep. You have him as a sell. I have him as a sell. Yep. So Ooh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice little perk on there. Actually, nice that was like the out. nicest debate ever. So, All right, well, check it out. Get nicer. Hey, I wanted you to drop. be a little more ruthless. I mean, you, I'm, I'm not. I'm not built that way. Fisticuffs. No, no. I'm a big. Giant he know, teddy he bear. knows better. No. <laughs> you gonna learn today? Even at seventy three percent, y'all can't take me, man. <laughs> Carol, let's get him. Get him. Sick him. Uh, so before we get into this week, let me talk about our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily. Fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely that is going to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool, and their prize pools are great. And right now, if you use the promo code NERDS, when you sign up today, this is what happens. New users who deposit $10 get one free $15,000 guaranteed Thursday night football ticket. New users who deposit $50 plus get one free $15,000 guaranteed Thursday night football ticket plus one free $50,000 guaranteed Sunday ticket. All users who enter the $15,000 Thursday night contest five times or enter $100 worth of prop lobby entries and get one free $50,000 guaranteed Sunday ticket. Plus, on top of that, you get a 100% instant match up to $100. So if you put in $100, literally the moment you put in $100 and use that promo code NERDS, you will have $200 to wager and gamble on in Thrive Fantasy. After Thursday, the Thursday tickets and the promotion switch over to Sunday. So there's still a lot of opportunity there to get a lot of good 
opportunity for free money here in Thrive Fantasy with a promo code NERDS. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. I use it every single week. It's a total fun way to get out there and just make some prop bets. Like all over-unders. Um, I'm 0-2 so far on the week <laughs> in my $20,000 entries, but that's why you know, with that $100 still, free still money, fun. Then, you're, you're, I'm yeah, still going. Yeah, you're, you're bad at it, but you're still, you know, still, having, still fun. having a good time. Yeah. I'm finding my way, <laughs> all right? I once was lost, but hopefully soon I'll be found. Yep, hopefully so soon. So let's get into it. Of course, every week we to start off with some injury news here. Start off the week with Amari Cooper's got the rib injury. Chance he's going to play Monday night, but risky if you don't have that Monday night backup. Bru- Usually the rib injuries incorporate how much pain can you tolerate it is a big time pain tolerance and it's going to be a theme throughout this um kind of injury report here but yeah we'll see amari cooper i mean you think you would think a wide receiver would be able to play through that as long as they're not getting hit in the ribs or anything like that there's not too too much you know you get a shot obviously uh, a little bit a little pain shot and and you go on about your day as long as you don't get hit hard you should be able to play through it i feel a lot better though if he was playing sunday at one o'clock then that Monday night, like those That's questionable right. Monday night ones are always tough. Yeah. So if you don't have a backup, unfortunately, you might have to play somebody else other than Amari Cooper coming Senator up. This Wilson week. might be on the waiver wire. Yeah. And and move them to your flex. They're playing the Eagles. So, you know, there might be an Eagle that you might not normally start or something like that that might be able to fill in. Yeah, so Watkins. Uh, uh, Quez Watkins, Watkins or somebody maybe like you're super deep at wide receiver and you're like, oh, I got Devonta Smith and Amari Cooper. You can wait and see to the last minute who you're going to play. So, but I, yeah, I hate the Monday night injuries. Those yeah, are scary. It is a bummer. All in all, we, we got through this week without losing anybody for the year. So that's it's true. That's always a huge bonus. Um, to a tug of Iola, rib injury, a little bit worse, it seems, than Amari Cooper's. Uh, week to week with outside chance he'll play this week. It didn't seem too great there for Tua. Do you think he uh, You think he puts a helmet on this week and plays a little uh, football? A little, he looked uh, like he was in a lot of pain. I was worried because I, I saw it without. It was on the red zone channel. I was watching the Browns game, and I was I had the red zone channel on my my iPad next to me, so I couldn't hear what was going on. And I thought it was I thought it was a hip, you know, because I mean? oh, it looked like yeah, a lower rib type mad. of thing. And I was like, oh gosh, not the hip again. And then obviously the news came out sure. that it was a rib injury. So I mean, you're relieved when you hear something like that when when it could be much worse. But for a quarterback, like conversely from you know from a wide receiver. A quarterback, you're torquing that that torso every single time you throw sure. the ball, so that makes it, I think, a lot more difficult for a rib injury um, in a quarterback to kind of play through it. Um, we'll see, we'll see, but I would expect that uh, Jacoby Brissett's playing this game, uh, and, and I'm just going to move forward that and, way, thinking that way anyway. But you also have to remember that that's going to affect guys like, do you start Jalen Waddle or not? Right. Do you, you know, like some of those fringe guys, Mike Gesicki hasn't played great so far. You might be desperate at tight okay, end game now. this week, but. Uh, I mean, if Percet comes if in, Percet, maybe though. that's a little bit. Maybe it helps. Percet looked terrible when he came in. He did not look good. Not I don't. Good. I don't. I wouldn't want to start any pass catcher for how, the Dolphins. Like that guy has. How Brissett has just like completely fallen off the map as a guy that was potentially you know thought of. Hey, this guy could be a starter. Sure. Um, there with the Colts a couple of years back. To just, I mean, to being one of these backups that you almost don't wish is going to make it to onto the field. So right. that's good. that's kind of a bummer. But I, I'm totally with both of you guys. The, I mean, I'm not. I'm not confidently starting any of those guys uh, at this point. Any, any, any wide receivers. If well, it's Fuller, for, if it's, it's his first seven. week back. Yeah. Parker. I mean, if I'm desperate, I guess, but I don't want to start Parker either. No, no. All these ribs, no barbecue. 49ers <laughs> running backs. Uh, Elijah Mitchell sprained his shoulder, but he's likely going to be a go, which is great news. 
news. Jamichael Hasty high ankle sprain, which means he's out five to six weeks. And then Trey Sermon, you know, inactive <laughs> last week, comes in this week, gets a carry. One carry. Did, did he uh, hurt himself banging his head against the ground after he fumbled? Or like, wh- like what happened? When like, did the concussion happen? That's a good yeah, question. Big heavy metal fan, apparently. He's head banging all over one, the place. One that, carry. That's a bad start to your career. Not playing at all the first week. Inactive for the guy that was drafted three rounds behind you. And then one carry, fumble, and concussion. Yeah. That might be the worst start to a career I've ever heard. It, it's That's sad. Things are not looking good for the start of Trey Sermon. He had some injury concerns coming out of Ohio State. was a big concern. And, and that's why I, I have a lot of Elijah Mitchell shares. I said, you know, it kind of goes back to like the Aaron Jones take when that, that happened. When it was uh, – Aaron Jones and the turd Ferg in front of him, and everybody's taking him into first. And I was like, why take him? You just take Aaron Jones out of UTEP. Same thing. Why not take Elijah Mitchell, who looked explosive and can get to the outside, then over Trey Sermon? Not saying Trey Sermon's, this is not, I'm not patting myself on the back like this is true yet, but like things aren't starting hot with Trey Sermon. He was inactive week one. So so we were talking before the show, and and you had mentioned the fact that you were on the clock in, in a draft that we were both in. And and everyone thought you were going to take Trey Sermon, and you said I'm just going to take the better running back, and you went with um, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. And I ended up picking two spots, I think, but behind you, and I did end up getting Trey Sermon. I and I definitely would have made the same decision you made as well. He was just the guy that fell to me, but I made sure, like hell, to to get Elijah Mitchell two rounds later, just in case. And yeah. it was one of those things where I just know that that in a Shanahan system, it's so he's so uh, I guess. I don't, I don't know how to say that. It's volatile. Who Who is going to start week to week? So uh, you never really know who's going to get that opportunity. And, and whoever gets the opportunity is is likely to run with it well, and, and, and have a good week. So And we saw, obviously, Elijah Mitchell in week one have that explosive kind of go at it. Obviously, week two was a little bit different, but he he was banged up a bit. So we'll see what's going forward. What's what's going to happen going forward with Elijah? I Mitchell. would still feel pretty good about starting him this week, just simply for the fact that there's there is no one else. Yeah, they, like, I feel real good. They about don't starting this have week. anyone else to what put was, in. They just signed a guy off the XFL um, roster, um, and he was like on the Bengals practice squad, and he's like a two hundred thirty pound, like six foot two, two hundred thirty pound guy. I can't even remember his name off the top of my head. I, see, I hadn't even heard that yet. I just heard about Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller coming in. They brought those guys in for visits, and we're like, no, we're going to sign this guy off the taxi squad, off the Bengals. That's, that's where so they're that's, at. That's Duke where Johnson those... called the Jaguars practice squad. Yeah, those guys are glue factory, by the way. Um, yeah, it, it, I just want to mention, before we lose that thought, is like you also want to check your waiver wire. You will do want to see, because he'll be back in about, probably in about three weeks, Jeff Wilson to see if he's on your waiver wire. Yeah. Because uh, he might offer some upside. He's had success in this offense. But I do like the way Elijah Mitchell's look so far. Um, but would you buy Trey Sermon low? I don't think there's no, I don't think there's a low price ja- for him. Jacquez Patrick is the guy. Jacquez. Name. He yep. sounds French. Oui, oui. Ooh, where? Okay. <laughs> don't stand up. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> would I buy Trey Sermon low? I'm not. Uh, what, what's low? A second round pick? Third round pick. Nobody's selling Trey Sermon for a su- third round pick. You likely had to draft him in the second round. I, I would be surprised if you would immediately give give him up for a third round pick because he is a lottery ticket right. still. Two thirds. Yeah. Can I get him for Ronald Jones? If I got Ronald Jones, I'm, I'm one of those <laughs> you guys. might be able to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, you might be him. able to. I would trade anything for Ronald Jones. We talk about Ronald Jones in the Nerd episode today. Yeah. yeah. So, and last week. We just don't like him. Yeah, that's not a big fan. So it's it's weird. But right now, Elijah Mitchell's the guy. Trey Sermon, concussion. Maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe not. But, I mean, right now, 
I know they trade up for him, but I'm not. I mean, it's gonna be hard to get real excited for him because you gotta be the guy. And Shanahan will stay with the guy who's running well. And if it's Mitchell, he's healthy. It's just these guys in San Francisco can't stay healthy. No, and, and obviously the thing that Elijah Mitchell brings to the table is speed. He's a, he's a fast guy, and, and he's a, he can put his foot in the ground and go. That's that's really not Trey Sermon's game. He's more of a grinder. Um, yep. So they are different backs. And if and if uh, Shanahan favors you know Mitchell's style, I you know he's probably closer to Raheem Mostert. Uh, Mitchell is. Than, than Trey Sermon. Yeah. So Trey Sermon's speed to get the outside zone Jeff run. Wilson. That's why I liked Michael Carter more in the first place. I, li- I liked the system that run. I liked him in the outside zone. They were going to run there in New York with the big tackles. Obviously, Mackay Becton's down for a little bit. Nice. I really like Mike, uh, Michael Carter. They looked good uh, this week for the Jets, too, and that's, his carries on the nice team touches, and carries. Yeah. So, situation, would I trade for Trey Sermon? No, because I don't think the cost has gone down whatsoever. Okay. It, I mean, at this rate, it's going to continue to drop, and I'm still probably not going to. Buy. If the okay. price was a third round pick, yeah, I'd, I'd gamble there because I don't appreciate third round picks as much as sure. most. But that's about it. Carson Wentz, uh, sprained ankles. That's right. Both. That's Both. right. Both. That's right. I don't ankles. Have... <laughs> ankles. It's ankles. not an ankle and a cankle on the same leg. No, it's two separate ankles, def- both feet. Yeah, <laughs> That was a good sound effect, by the way. <laughs> For the people watching the video, that was... That yeah, worked. check out the YouTube video. Get a good, good uh, expression there of Garrett. Uh, only Carson Wentz would sprain both ankles on the same play. I mean, only Mr. Injury himself. I mean, we literally had a long conversation about this. Yep. Um, about on the podcast, we were talking about Carson Wentz, how much you love him. And we're talking about like, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. He's going to be hurt. And you're like, well, we don't know that. I'm like, I will, I will play longer than Carson Wentz does before it gets hurt. Here we are. Week two dude sprains both ankles. He already had a bone removed from his foot, but to be fair, there a timeline in week two, he's had a bone removed from his foot, which caused weaker pressure on his feet. And now he's crumpling at the ankles. <laughs> But to be the fair, power of he came back much quicker than expected from the bone. <laughs> it's moving its way up. Pretty soon it's going to the knees and then the back. And then his shoulders the gone and he's screwed. To the, uh, what happened to his ankles? They both went inward. <laughs> Quarterback 16 right now. That's all I'm saying. Quarterback 16. And there's still a decent chance he could play this week. So How, how, how far can he throw from his knees? That's where he's going to go from. <laughs> I think you're down. <laughs> if you're on your knees. <laughs> Only if you're touched. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <Only> <laughs> just start, start getting the snaps from your knees. He's rolling back. Can't twist my ankles if I'm not on him. <laughs> rolling back. <laughs> the center hikes the ball and forces it backwards. It gives a whole new definition of a quarterback rolling out. <laughs> <laughs> rolling out of the pocket. Still rolling oh, into the sideline. What is he bounds. rolling on? Like a wheelchair? Wheel. Has he got like Skechers heelys on? What is he? What is he doing here? I like the wheelies. Hey, I see him rolling. They're hating. So oh, moving on, moving on. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz uh, might play this week, though. Yeah, who knows? And there's a chance. Yeah. The better chance he gets hurt week three than than anything else. So if he's in there. Cross your fingers. But quarterback 16. Quarterback 16. Things are looking uh, up. Yeah, yeah. And Deontay he just G- played the Rams, too. I mean, try to get easier. Tough. He gets to play the Texans and the Jaguars to be, twice. To be fair, the defenses do get easier going forward. Like he had a tough two weeks. Yep. Uh, he paid for it. He, he did. <laughs> With but his yeah, ankles. He gets, he gets four games against the Jaguars and the Houston Texans. So, yeah, pretty excited helps. about that. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of tape. Like, tape up my ankles. He's like, <laughs> put me in, coach. <laughs> He's I got like my heels on. the Christmas story. Like, I can't put my arms down. But it's his ankles. <laughs> Ugh. Deontay Johnson, lower body injury. Not considered Fuck. serious. Chance to play this week. Deontay Johnson, king of the minor injuries. But, it really is. Um, this one a, happened on the very last, like, 
Very last play. Worst time ever. The very last play of the game. It was just one of these like fluky. There, it wasn't a hail mary, but they were just going to flip the ball Laterals all around, and lateral it all around, and he, and he, and he hurts his knee on like a totally pointless play. And so that would that's a bummer because he's been having a good start to the season. Yeah, he he's looked pretty good. They're targeting him quite a bit, and and the drops have gone away completely. Zero yeah. drops yeah, so zero far. Zero drops on twenty two targets. So. It's a it's a good start. We yeah. got to see it continue, but that's a it, good start. It, it's one of those situations we that we talked about so far in the two weeks in the season has played out exactly what we thought. Like Deontay Johnson's a target hog. Uh, Chase Claypool's a deep threat. And Juju's kind of like, you should have sold when he had the opportunity. Well, you still have a chance. He did get a touchdown this week, but it was on a, an end around. So it wasn't even a receiving touchdown. They kind of gave him a decent amount of targets early, and then they just completely went away from him. Obviously, they, the offense wasn't looking that effective. So I think they were seeing that it wasn't doing too much. Touchdown so, bonus points. Chance to get your foot on that end around on an ass out the doors on the trade. <laughs> keep on, keep it on. Dude, you think you get a first for Juju on name value? No way. At this point, I mean, prob- dude, pro- probably not in super flex. Maybe in one QB, but you probably could get two yeah, seconds. Maybe there's, yeah, I, I think two seconds is probably a more realistic goal for for him. Yeah, God, what a what a precipitous what drop. Oh, he was like nice. consensus like top ten pick two three years ago. Not for me. Never have. Never will. But maybe bounce back. Maybe. Saying there's a chance. Maybe not. Moving on, Deontay uh, Johnson. Uh, we already talked about I him. I know. This is going to go with a great story. Deontay Johnson is the guy we just talked about. <laughs> and Jarvis I Landry. Or you, I mean, I would never cut you off, and you just cut me off. I'm, I'm so sorry. I know. I feel terrible. No, that's, that was my Who are we talking about next? <laughs> Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. What happened to him? Oh man, he got what, what was it like three plays into the game? First play, his oh, very was first it, catch. It was the first, yeah, well, it was his first catch. Yeah, yeah. maybe the third play, like, very first catch. Yeah, let's hope OBJ is going to be back because he's headed to the IR. He is coming back. It's, uh, I think it's like he's. I think from what I'm hearing, it's he's sounding back. very positive. I almost died at that game, by the way. Why did you almost? Die? Uh, well, it was opening day for the Browns. I mm-hmm. went tailgating. Um, I went to a White Claw sponsored event because oh, my buddy's okay. the uh the big time wig over there, you know. So all I right. go Look drink at all. You, the, really? I was drinking. Miller Lights, but it was all the free White Claw Miller Light you wanted to. Um, They're and, sister uh, companies. It, and I was, they were sister. not, they the same distributor, not sister company. There you go, same same distributor. The, the same guy who owns Mike Hard Lemonade okay. owns White Claw. Okay. He started White Claw, and he's the sole owner. The dude's doing very well for himself. Yeah, he is. Um, and uh, I drank a lot. As usual, I had this really good picture where I tied my shirt up, shirt up into like a you know how the girls tie their shirt up into a bow. <laughs> oh wow! And, at the tailgate, little belly shirt. Actually. I was just being a fancy bitch, you know. Um, <laughs> and then uh, like, but then like, so I drank a lot, and then it was my seats. So my seats are in the ten yard line behind the Browns bench, and in the winter time they're great because the sun's directly on you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. But you're blazing hip hop and R and B. But late late September. When it's still 90 degrees your, out. Your nose is a little red. Yeah, yeah. Call me Rudolph, okay? <laughs> yeah, you got a little sunburn. I was literally cooking. Like, if you would ate me, I was medium red. Like, that's where <laughs> I was at that point in time. And I got home. I had to have something like heat stroke. Like, because I don't, I, I felt terrible. My mother said, because you drank too much. I'm like, no. I'm like, I feel, like I don't ever get headaches. I had a huge headache, and I felt nauseous. You were suffering from the dehydration. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm here today. I'm alive. You're yeah. alive. God bless me. Um, so Jarvis Landry, not not doing as good as I am. He's out three to eight weeks with MCL sprain, and they put him on IR today, yeah. so like make it three. But you mentioned Odell Beckham likely to come back this week. The good news about that and why I feel confident to be able to put him in my lineup was Stefanski's been saying the whole time, and the reason he hasn't played yet, even though the videos is 
to show him like he looks okay is mm-hmm. we're not going to put him out there until he give us 100%. Like we don't want 75% out there of snaps. We're not gonna, right. We don't want to work him in. We want to put him out there, want him to be 100% and contribute. So if he's going to be out there and playing, he's going to be the number one receiver in this offense. Um, he's going to play the Chicago Bears. The Bears can be thrown on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look, look for Odell to hopefully start a bounce back season, uh, not only for him, but for me. I, yes. I need it because I need a Super Bowl win. Daryl Henderson, um, Mr. Daryl Henderson himself is what we kind of talked about before the year. He is just he's always banged he has up a good game. he's always banged up. He also has a rib injury. Still no barbecue, but the ribs are there. The ribs are there. And the teams are optimist optimistic about him playing this week, but this could lead a little more of a Sony Michelle Daryl Henderson timeshare. Yeah, and obviously um, Sony came into that game after Henderson went out, and I think he did well. I mean, I think it was 4.6 yards per carry, I believe. More than Daryl Henderson. Yeah. He like 4.1. Uh, so so he looked good in the offense. It, it, it seems like – I'm guessing it's probably a pared-down version still because uh, uh, he probably doesn't know everything uh, that, you know, uh, the whole Sean McVay offense yet. But uh, I, I, would, I would think that the rib injury, it's – in and of itself, at a, at the running back position, would be a little it's bit a more, tough one, a little bit more difficult. So yeah, I, w- I would think that this week, especially Sony Michelle, is going to be featured quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. When Daryl Henderson's the Pillsbury Doughboy, and he's likely not going to be able to play through all that without getting a little bit more banged up. Put Sony Michelle in a spot. Maybe if you have a flex play, you need a little bit of help there. He might give you enough to actually contribute. This and, and Sony looks good too. He and, does, and that's the thing. Like he finally looks like he has some juice in his legs back. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see what he can do with this kind of expanded opportunity here in LA. Look for the Sony Michelle breakout game. Oof. I don't know. Bold, bold. Hundred chance. Hundred and thirty six yards and touchdown. What do yeah. you think? Command Whoa. B. Whoa! Bold yep. predictions back. There it he is. Did, he was on the COVID list, people, but he's back with bold. Wah, wah, wah. Wasn't Sony Michelle on my bold predictions list too? Yes, he was. Yeah, hit the horn. <laughs> throw that horn in the garbage yeah, that, that horn that, about, that corn has the horn has covid yeah that horn has about 73 <laughs> percent capabilities right now Put that horn to yourself <laughs> andy dolan bone bruise out this week justin fields will make his nfl debut on the road this week as the starter versus my cleveland browns look for him to get destroyed Personal prediction. Personal prediction. Saying. Here we go. I mean, obviously, this was kind of a matter of time, I think. And and they're, they're saying, you know, publicly, um, and they uh, being Matt Nagy, that Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback mm-hmm. when he's healthy. But we all know that if Justin Fields comes and he balls out, balls out he's going to keep that job. Well, so we'll see. It's been a little bit of a mixed bag with him, I feel like. Didn't look good. So yeah. and coming in relief does not look good. I, but but here's the interesting thing. He could play. This is the opposite of the Mac Jones effect. He could come in and have a very bad NFL game and still have a very good fantasy game just from the rushing production. In his, in his uh, game last week, I think he had like – 12 pass attempts, but nine rush attempts. Like he he was running the ball quite a bit. That we know the offensive line isn't that great. Guys like Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney are gonna be coming after edge. him. And I, what I'm interested here is I think this is a really good opportunity for the Browns to use uh Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa mm-hmm. uh to get preset for Lamar Jackson. Who's yep. who, you know, they they drafted uh JOK to kind of like play that role, that right. Joker role to spy on Lamar Jackson, to, to spy on Patrick Mahomes. So right. I think this would be a good test for him and the Browns defense. I think it could cause some trouble for uh, Justin Fields, who under pressure, that was his biggest not coming to the league is 
how he performs under pressure. Definitely. Yeah. And last week he didn't look that great. And I'm that that's why I had Zach Wilson as my clear cut number two. It's just I was that was the one worry I had about sure. Justin Fields where I didn't have the same worry about Zach Wilson who threw four interceptions last week and zero <laughs> touchdowns. But that's okay. Pay Manahan like twenty nine interceptions this rookie year. Look at how that turned it's out. True. They're just learning experiences. Guys number there we go. I mean, He's learning Monday football. A lot. He <laughs> is learning a lot. I don't know about them ghosts. Oh no. Uh, another guy, a couple more guys go to uh IR Nico Collins, uh one of our guys out of uh, Michigan there for Texans. Uh he Texans good early on in that game too. Did. It was a nice yeah. catch, thirty yard play, yeah. and then Oops, there goes my shoulder. And then following him is the unluckiest quarterback in the history of quarterbacks, Terod Taylor. Messes up his hamstring really bad. He goes to IR as well. And you got a starting job. Just kidding. Just kidding. You got Davis Mills. And he looked good. And he looked good. Like, he looked good in game one. He He scared me a little bit. He looked really good in the first half versus the Browns with the terrible Texans. I mean, that's their new name. They're not the Houston Texans. They're the terrible Texans. TTs. Calm down, pervert. And, oh, Terod Taylor. Terrible Texans. Oh wow, look gosh. at all these T's. T's, T's. T's. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got an eighth grade sense of humor. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, so it's Ryan Heller. Uh, he goes to an IR. Unluckiest guy of all time. For sure. I mean, every time this guy's like, okay, you're the quarterback. You're the guy. Come here. Let me stab you in the lungs with a needle. You're like, what? Come here. Let me you're get the that. guy. Let me get the hamstring. You're the guy. Let me say hamstring. Oh, crack. Like, it's just. It, he, what happened he, with he, Baker. Like, uh, he, he fell hurt. on his hand and broke his like pinky. Okay, yeah, on was, Thursday night football, it was something. Yeah. Sure. It's the greatest game I've ever been in my just life. Couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, I literally, I literally texted my wife that night. I was like, I'm questioning my sexuality. And she's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, Are you watching this game? <laughs> Baker's um, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. So, um, yeah, those are the injuries this week. Now let's talk about something else, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about some players that have had uh, a little bit of slow starts. It's two weeks. It's two two weeks. weeks, very small sample size. Super small. Itty bitty. Itty bitty. But don't stand up. These still could be <laughs> these still could be concerned. So I want you guys to tell me how concerned you are after these first two weeks. First guy in the list here, Clyde Edwards Alaire. What's our scale? Uh one to ten. One being not concerned in the least. Ten being like, holy crap, what the heck am I gonna do with like, this player? Oh my god, Matt Scott Corona is gonna French kiss me. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Super concerned that was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire, 27 attempts, only 89 yards, which averages about 3.3 yards per carry. No touchdowns, only three targets over the two games in the passing game, three receptions, 29 yards, and a fumble. How concerned are we about Clyde Edwards Alaire? I'm at a seven and a half. Oof. I'm that concerned. Is, that is super concerned. I'm concerned because they're just not using them. They just are They're not, not using him. Using him. And listen, when you got Travis Kelsey and you got Pat Mahomes and you got Tyreek Hill, yep. I understand. But you, and what I think this does is I'm I'm in a seven and a half for this year. I'm not like crazy concerned long term because eventually like Travis Kelsey's he's thirty two. You know, like he's right. he can't play forever. They're gonna have to use Clyde Edwards earlier. Maybe they're gonna use him a little bit later in the season and Something that happens to Mahomes. I think still think he's talented. I think he looks good when he runs the ball, when he gets the opportunity there. He looks but, great in small spaces. I mean, you know, like confined areas. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that to be a slight on him because he's short. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really good when, like, people are shorting. <laughs> he looks very, he moves very well laterally still. But um, what, what week was it that he sprained his ankle in the preseason? Like, week, was it week two? 
Did he sprain his ankle? It might have been. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering a little bit out loud if that is still affecting him, um, and they're kind of scaling back things for him. Potentially, my biggest concern is they didn't use him at all in the passing game last year. Yeah, and they're still just not using him in the passing game. Like it's just that's the weirdest thing. That's it, the biggest concern, and, yeah. and that's something that, and that's why in my my evaluation process this year that I kind of just threw that out the window of you know how good are they catching passes? It's more just can they possibly catch passes right. in an offense yes or no because that that's the thing we've seen all of these really good pass catchers josh jacobs was same way we're like oh, such a good pass catcher it's gonna be so great in that role and they just they just don't use them in that role so it really comes down to what are the offensive coordinators doing and what are the quarterbacks preferences in, in these offenses and for whatever reason i don't know if it's more andy reed it, it my guess is probably more pat mahomes because we've seen andy reed use a lot of pass catching backs in the past so it's probably more pat mahomes that just he would rather take off and run it, or he's just going to at times just chuck it and see if he can make a miracle happen anyway. And a lot of times he's do, he does. He's just that that talented and that successful that he just doesn't want to give up on plays. And and I think that's the way that he probably looks at it as, if I'm checking down, I'm just giving up on this play. But Ray, our buddy Ray GQ even uh, tweeted out about how there was a screen pass that was supposed to go to him, and then he like looked off. Clyde Edwards Alaire on the screen pass and went another direction. He was like, at that point, I knew it. Like, it's over. Uh, so I think that's my biggest concern is just I don't know that this is ever going to be a 50, 60 catch guy. I think we're going to looking at a 25, 30 catch guy. And with not a lot of rushing volume, not a lot of work along the goal line, that's just not going to cut it. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Seven half. It's a bummer because, you know, obviously Andy Reid, he, he can – he convinced us by saying, "Like, hey, this guy, he reminds me of a, a Westbrook type of guy," um, and he just he hasn't yeah. been using. So him why don't you use capacity. him like Brian Westbrook, yeah. buddy? <clears throat> Come on, pal. So I guess we'll see. I don't know. It, While it, we're looking mustache over there, lying through your teeth, I can't tell because I can't see your teeth. Could behind that mustache. Yeah, that's why he can lie right through. <laughs> yeah, the, I clear. I don't even know if you have teeth, honestly. <laughs> Giant fibbery going on over there. He does. He eats a lot of cheeseburgers. So I'm concerned, but I'm still uh, optimistic. Okay. My fingers are crossed. That's how concerned I am. Though. Are you optimistic enough to go out and, and, and put your money where your mouth is and, and try to go out and buy per, low? Yeah, buy low on this guy? Because I, I think you can right now. I yeah. would. I, I agree. I think this is an opportunity. If I can get Clyde Edwards for a late first, yeah, I'm doing it all day. All okay. day. You? I am. I am you? actually. I'm still there. Late first for a young running back. Yeah. That's the main guy in his offense. Still, yes, I would still do What if it. he comes back to you? My answer is easily yes on this, but he goes, listen, I can't take just the late first. I need your second, too. I'm still easy, yeah. Second doesn't make a difference. I don't me. know that it's easy for easy me at that me. point. I don't, I'm not going to let a second-round pick me take me off of a young running back who's a first-round pick who's going to be there for at least three more years. Second-round picks are easy, um, I think, to part with. So from that standpoint and if I look at it that way then I, I wouldn't have a problem throwing it in okay. to most trades we'll put it that way next uh next guy on the list here. actually real quick before we get to that I I, I want to look at it in terms of of other running backs because I think we would give up that price for almost any young running back uh-huh. where where is he at in comparison to guys that we drafted in a similar area like him and Antonio Gibson I know Antonio Gibson's been a little bit disappointing so far too would you rather have him or Antonio Gibson I look at them. Can I cap out and say I kind of look at them equally? Okay, but if you if you had to take one right now, which one would you take? I would take the guy that I scouted higher, and I would take Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I would still take Ceh. I think I would take 
Gibson for me. But it's really like I'm not arguing against yeah. it. Like it's just it's really close. But like with the quarterback situation there, um, no long term situation there. Only really one big time weapon in Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas is nice. Um, they're still using JD McKissick in the passing game a ton too, mm-hmm. which is. Especially in week two, it like completely flipped on its head. Uh, week yeah. two went bonkers. Yep. It did. Yeah, so there's a little bit of concern there, too. And he's not – like, if you're concerned about Clyde Edwards-Lawyer, then you got to be mildly concerned about Antonio Gibson, too. Some, yeah, similarly. But they're, like, they're neck and neck for me, so I'm not going to argue either way. What, what about what about the trio that always seems to stay linked together and they're in the same class of Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs? Where would he fit in the that group of those guys? Oh. <sighs> That is, he's ahead of, wow, that's really tough. Jack, yeah. Josh Jacobs is, to me, uh, underrated. Um, he hasn't done much. Like He had those two touchdowns early saved, but he's been banged up, hence why he's out now. He's probably mm-hmm. going to miss a couple weeks, actually, they're saying, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. So he's been banged up and still look good week one, banged up. Um, they, Kenyon Drake's not a worry whatsoever. It looks like they're going to play Peyton Barber ahead of him, it seems like. So that's not a worry there. So Ken, I do like Kenyon Josh. Drake is just a pass catcher. It's a, it's a pass catcher. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't that that's I think they're all like again they're all right, right around there like same. I I like David Montgomery's upside but I would take Clyde Edwards ahead of David Montgomery. I like Josh Jacobs. I I would probably still take Clyde Edwards Lair ahead of Josh Jacobs, but that's again I'm flipping a coin. Who's the other one? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Yep. I would take Clyde Edwards Lair with Miles Sanders too. Okay. Um. I'm going straight upside. In, Josh in Jacobs is definitely ahead of him in in, okay. in my opinion and. Then everyone else is, is behind him. Okay. Yep. And, I can, uh, and I can live with that. I was real close to saying, yeah, Josh, Jacob. It's 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 the Raiders themselves. It's not Jake's Josh Jacobs that worries me. It's just the Raiders and how they constantly are just like bringing everybody's I mean, running back. Josh Jacobs in. last year was like running back. Eight? Yeah, he was he was up there pretty pretty high. I didn't know that he was running back. I, I didn't know that he made the running back one I just, list. I he did. Did he make it? Okay. Yep. So I, he, so I, he was a low end running back one last year. Yeah. And, and he and partly he on have, health, but yeah. and he didn't have a ton of receptions or anything like that. So it's, it's a war of it's something, it's something he could definitely replicate. I think again. I think Chubb was eight, so I think he was a little bit behind Chubb, but he, he was a running back one last year. All right. Um, all right. Next guy, Zach Wilson. Uh, Really, the big thing here was was the four interception game. He has five total on the season so far. Is this just a he's a rookie? He's a rookie. So closer to one, I'm assuming. There, I am literally a one because literally a one. You every rookie has those games mm-hmm. that go to these like, these bad teams. We're like, oh wow, no touchdowns, four interceptions. Like you learn from that, right. you know. Like you got to learn from that. The question is, can he learn from it? I think he can. Um, I'm still a Zach Wilson believer. Any kind of window that opens up on him in Dubai and Superflex, I am still buying. I still like Zach Wilson. So this really didn't change anything for you at all. Literally didn't change anything whatsoever. The Jets are a bad football. For you. This was a bad football game against one of the toughest defensive coordinators in yep. the league. Yeah. Um, that really has made his money destroying young quarterbacks yep. throughout the years. So it doesn't shock me that he had a bad game and I'm looking for him to bounce back. I, I'm not I'm not worried about him. I think it's a bad game. And I still like a lot of what he does, so I'm, I'm still I'm still totally on board. And like you said, Rich, if it opened up a window in Superflex, I'd be all over buying him. Mac uh, Jones, like I said, we, if I could trade Mac Jones for him today, I would do it today. Oh yeah, I think I would as well. I think the upside because of the rushing upside that he has, and I like some of the young pieces that are around him, and, and even some of the veterans like Corey Davis. You know, I like some of the pieces that they it, have there. So. It, it, I, I would say I'm a little bit more concerned. I'm like a two and a half. 
which is still not really panicking yeah. much. Uh, but it, I want to see, I want to see some glimpses of what could be. I haven't seen a lot of glimpses yet, and that's what I'm kind of waiting to see. It's is week like, two. Yeah, uh, he hasn't even had his full healthy receiving core totally there. That's true. If I could take a top eight right now, static category finish of Jared Goff and somebody get excited about that in Superflex League and flip them for Zach Wilson, I'm oh, making for that sure. move too. So, All day. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All day. All right, where are we at on Brandon Ayuk? Over two games, just two total targets, one reception for six yards. Where nine. are we at on Brandon Ayuk? Nine. 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 Woo. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the heck happened during this spring here where he went from this guy that, you know, obviously last year that ended the year and he was on a terror. He was just, mm-hmm. I would have expected him to be the wide receiver one this year with, with kind of Debo taking a backseat to where he is now. I have no idea how he got here, but we're here and I'm worried. Um, uh, so he got in the doghouse somehow, something that he did in practice rubbed, Kyle the wrong way, and it has to be more than just a little injury. You know what I mean? Right. Like something else had to have happened to get where we're at, where he's on the field. He's still not getting targeted. You know what I mean? Like he's active for the game. He's he's in there. He, he Almost a, a, a dead even timeshare with Trent Sherfield, but he's still not getting targeted while he's in the game. Like there's – It is. It is odd. It's it's very weird, and it it, it seems like – I don't, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Kyle Shannon almost seems a little immature. A little petty. A yeah. L- little petty with the way he holds these kind of grudges. And it sucks because he's a really good offensive coordinator, and you know that the more weapons he has, probably the more open up this offense could be. So I don't know why he's the way he is, but he is. So um, we're all going to have to deal with it, I guess, as fantasy owners. Um, so I, I don't know. Brandon, Brandon Ayuk right now, I'm concerned. It's going to take probably an injury ahead of him at this point for him to like get back into the good graces and have a significant role. I, I, part of it is this, the other part that is, is a worry for me too, is this is something that I remember talking about in the off season. I wasn't sure that this offense could sustain three guys really doing it with George Kittle being, you know, a top five tight end and both of those guys being like wide receiver twos. I just didn't know if there was enough passing volume to go around to do it. Maybe that could change if and when Trey Lance becomes the guy and if he's really the the guy that his upside would suggest, maybe that could change. But I just don't I just don't see how in a Jimmy Garoppolo offense that could be. And it looks like Debo's really established himself. Debo's the man. And, and it's George, awesome. Yeah. And, and George Kittle's still George Kittle, even though he's had kind of a disappointing start. He's still George Kittle. So I think this is going to be the odd man out. Even if he wasn't in the doghouse, I think it was still going to end up being that way. Either that or they all cannibalize each other. So I think we would rather have it be where one receiver is doing well and we still have George Kittle and then one guy's out. But I do feel bad for Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I've been a massive Debo Samuel fan since he's come out. Since mm-hmm. I'm at the uh, Senior Bowl, gave him a first-round grade right there at the end. Put him uh, Actually, he's the one that bumped Terry McLaurin out of our first-round grades. Uh, it was Debo Samuel that mm-hmm. bumped him out there. And I remember I said I would love to see him go to San Francisco. And you mentioned Kyle Shanahan. He has a history of doing it. It's been a, he's been a prime wide receiver, like target guy. Like, and it shows Debo Samuel is currently wide receiver three overall. And he deserves it. He's a very electric mm-hmm. football player. Even when Trey Lance comes in, it doesn't scare me off. I would figure Trey Lance, you know, Debo Samuel is a great safety net for a young quarterback too. So I'm really concerned about Brandon Ayuk because like Matt mentioned, the way Kyle Shanahan coaches, like it's going to be hard for him to come out, outperform this. They, He's a first-round pick, so they have the fifth-year option on him. They might just pick it up. And, like, he might just come on those players where, like, you just can't trust him, which sucks because 
you had such a good window. Like you could have mm-hmm. got so much for Brandon Ayuk this offseason. Mm-hmm. So much. Um, so for me, I'm just really concerned. Matt, everything Matt said is why I'm concerned. Yep. I and that, that window is slammed shut. You know what I mean? That that closed completely. Yeah, absolutely closed. It, it literally good luck. Like you can't trade him now. And it came you out of and it came out of nowhere. There was no No one saw it coming. Right. I started in week one. You know what I mean? Like I, I had, think a lot of people did. I had high aspirations. For him to actually produce, I mean, he was, he was like my flex play, but I still started him week one and got a big fat goose egg out of it. All right, uh, last one uh, for this section here: Saquon Barkley, uh, twenty-three attempts, eighty-three yards, no touchdowns so far, six targets in the passing game, only three receptions for thirteen yards. How concerned are we about Saquon Barkley? I'm a five. Okay, I'm, I'm not crazy concerned. I'm a little concerned. But at the same time, like coming off the ACL injury, came back pretty early. He did uh, come back week one. I think he he even said something like, you know, I just got to make sure I get a big run. Like I got to trust my knee a little bit more. I, I I feel good. So I think we could kind of see. If, I'm really interested to see how he goes this week. You know, Daniel Jones is playing better. Sterling Shepard's helping that cause. Ken Galli hasn't really done a whole lot. He's already chirping a, a ton there. So I think if this if this offensive line can just hold up a little bit better because he's getting killed still behind the offensive line. Right. I'd like to see a little bit more out of the receiving game. That's because that's where his bread and butter lies for him sure. to be a true running back one. He had that big run, which was encouraging. But I'm middle of the road. I want to see I want to see something more. That, you know, let me put it this way. Week two, I saw a little bit more. You know, he had a he big had that run. long run. I saw a little bit more. Yep. So couple plays where he made some guys miss and stuff. Week three, let's see another nice step forward. And then by week four, like, I need you back. So, yeah, I'm at I, a five. I need it this week because this is the Atlanta defense he's going against. True. This is this should be his time to shine. Yeah. If he doesn't do it this week and he's still tentative and they're still tentative with him, like, I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried because this is a wide-open division. This, this division is absolutely wide open. They almost beat Washington last week, uh, even though Dallas has, has looked good at times. They're beatable still too. I they need to get wins, and they're not getting wins with you know guys like Booker in the backfield. They need Saquon Barkley. So this, in my mind, would be a prime opportunity for them to to eke out a win. I, I think they need him. And this is weird for the Giants because they're going to decide you know his fifth year options going to be coming up here. Then they're going to pay him. Are they going to pay him? What kind of money is he going to get? Because he's you, you can't pay him Christian McCaffrey money. No, at this point, and like. He, does he seem like the kind of player that is going to want Christian McCaffrey, Mike? The, the 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 draft pedigrees there. He had the first amazing season. The the salary caps going to go up tremendously. It's, it's a real weird situation. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't sign there, it could be actually a blessing in disguise, and he can sure. go somewhere else because he I, w- would I wouldn't much better that. offensive line. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. He, I wouldn't hate it that much. Yeah, so I wouldn't hate it. That would actually be a blessing in disguise. Matt, Matt, where are you at, worry wise, on take one? Uh, I I don't think I'm quite even as worried as you. Uh, you're at five. I felt five was a little high. Yeah, but so, I just felt it was like right around the middle of the road because I'm like at three and a half. Um, so I'm not I'm not overly concerned. I think they I think you know obviously he wasn't 100. percent I don't think when the season started. I think he's working his way back in. He's probably a guy that would have benefited um, from maybe getting some preseason work if he was a couple weeks ahead of sure. schedule to just kind of get his confidence going. I think that's kind of where he's at right now. He's trying to get confidence in his leg, uh, in his knee in particular, obviously. Um, so, like you said, he's, he's going to be up against a pretty weak defense coming up here. Hopefully, he does get it going. If he doesn't, I think my, my concern will go up a little bit. But at the same time, 
I'm really looking at him to be hitting his stride about three weeks from now. And that's, if he's not, then, then my concern is going to go way up. Like is, did the knee not heal correctly? Is he never going to be the player that he was, sure. was before? And that's when it'll shoot up for we, me. But we, for now, it's get, not very high. He needs to be more just involved in vault. Cause at the same time, like we're like, Oh, he's not doing as much. He's like, he's not being, he's as not getting a ton of touches. I mean, on Thursday night football, he got 15 touches, right? That's that's not enough. Which means they're easing him in. They're, they're easing him in. They're easing him in. They're easing him this in. Is a, so. This is this is their plan. I mean, they're not telling us it's their plan, but their plan must be for them to to get him a certain amount of touches per game and kind of work that kind of work it up. And, mm-hmm. and and you know maybe this week he gets twenty. You know what I mean? And and the the following week is he's finally you know blown open and, and he's up. Yeah, he's up to the full. It, it's disappointing when you see names that are ahead of him in fantasy football production. Guys, he's so far. Down there, like guys like Zach Moss, uh, Michael Carter, who just played ahead of him, Jamichael Hasty ahead of him. You know, so it's well, Zach. I mean, yeah, Zach Moss didn't even do much. He just scored two touchdowns this past week. Yep. So I mean, more points yeah. than Saquon Barkley. Yeah, no, it definitely it's it's difficult to see those guys ahead of him. But but Saquon is a far more talented running back, and once his knee is fully back underneath him, he'll be off and running again. All right. All right, well, uh, it might be a good time to actually buy some uh, prediction strike stock in Saquon Barkley right now uh, because if we think that he's going to get back to himself, uh, that could be a nice little payoff, and that's exactly what you get to do at predictionstrike.com. You get to buy, sell, hold shares of players just like you would the stock market. We saw Bitcoin take another nosedive this past week. Uh, I feel like every day I'm getting a notification. It's down 5%. Yeah, what's going on with it? I haven't been paying attention, but I have noticed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah, I've I've seen it all drop again. I've got a couple of thank you tweets on Twitter. Like a lot of people, because remember we said, like if you've been in prediction strike and you're not, like not a lot of movement because there's no games, like people are like, are now actually starting to make some pretty good money on a prediction strike because all these guys we were talking about this off season, the value's going up. Guys like Hawkinson, you yep. know, the proud, the, the people are like, I doubled my money so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was when we talked about, we're like, how is Hawkinson so cheap? Like it was ridiculous. And so people were making tons of money right now. One of the guys that has the biggest drop uh, is Amari Cooper. I think people are worried about the injury. He's mm-hmm. down 15%. So maybe a good little opportunity to sneak in, get a share or two of Amari Cooper. If we think he's going to bounce back, which I think he'll be just I fine as well. uh, yeah. long term. So that's what you get to do uh, over at predictionstrike.com. Best of all, here with, at Dynasty Nerds, if you use the promo code DYNASTY, you get to get a free share of a player. So I'm probably targeting a guy like Amari Cooper where his stock's a, like you know almost $8, so it's a little more expensive. I'm going to try to get that high-priced guy with my free share. And you get to do that with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY to receive a free share of your first deposit of $20 or more. Yeah, do you live, do you live somewhere if you want to make some more money and you want to you put some action on these games, if you want to put some action on all kinds of different areas of, say, sports uh, or just fun things to bet on, my bookie is the place to go. My bookie is also playing host to several exclusive contests, including their one hundred thousand dollars super contest. It only costs ten dollars to enter that one. There's big money on the line over at my bookie. Everybody is looking for somewhere they can put some action on. My bookie gives you that opportunity, and right now. If you head to mybookie.ag today and use the promo code NERDS, you instantly receive double your first deposit. Again, Woo-hoo. you put that 100 bucks in, boom, you got 200 bucks. Double your funds, double your winnings. Use that promo code NERDS. There's some really good lines I like this week. Uh, I personally just went there. Again, I, for my bookie, I use it all the time. And I am up 
already after two weeks, I'm up a decent amount of credits. I just put this three-team teaser. Oh, I wish I had my phone. And, and I love this three-team teaser. It's the Cardinals. It's the Browns. Oh, I got them all down to plus one. Oh, let me see if it's still up on my phone. It's, it's the Browns. It's the Cardinals. Oh, what's the other team? I can't remember what it is. Hit me up on Twitter if you want to know what there the third go. team is. But get on my bookie. Get this three-team teaser. And it pays. I, I don't want to say how much it's on. I got on there. <laughs> it pays like it pays double the bet, essentially. Like, And I was like, I love it so much. I, I made this. I raised my bet. So I got the Browns minus one. I got the Cardinals minus one. And I can't remember the other team, but the same thing. It's minus one. And I absolutely love all three of these games minus one. And it's going to pay out really well. Get to my bookie right now. Use that promo code NERDS and uh, get rich like Rich Dotson. It's going to be there great. I'm going to be doing this full time soon. And I'm like, oh, all because of fancy? I'm like, no, because my bookie. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get into this uh, last half of the show. Garrett, help us out. Yeah, we're going to look at some week two studs. So we kind of talked about the duds and the guys that we're concerned about. But let's uh, let's get a little more optimistic, a little more positive. Talk about some week two studs. Now I'm leaving out guys like CMC, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry. Like, we know they're good. Uh, but I want to talk about some players that uh, maybe have really increased their value overall. Or are we thinking maybe some of these guys might be flukes? Anything like that. So week two studs here. Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore, eight targets. Seven receptions, 114 yards, one TD. And I think the biggest part of this is he's actually currently the leader in targets for the Arizona Cardinals. How are we feeling two weeks in about Rondell Moore? To call me the Tony Tiger because I feel great. This is, I mean, this is fantastic because you mentioned he leads the team in targets, high draft capital, a player that I didn't love as much as everybody else does, but my friends in the dice community like this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember in a draft, I took him, I had all these Elijah Moore shares. I'm like, you know what? I want one Rondale Moore share. And I took Rondale Moore ahead of Elijah Moore just because I'm in 20 dynasty leagues. I, I, right. A lot Except of people I respected, trusted this guy. I liked this guy a lot. And he looks pretty good. I know he had that one big play that helps out the cause. It was a but broken play, yeah. It was being a completely targeted. broken play. The guy Sorry, was broken wide. was not enough. Completely it broken. It was completely <laughs> broken. There was nobody around him for 10 yards. The ball was fluttering in the air. He stopped and waited for the ball to come and caught it. Man, it sounds r- like you're not a believer. And ran. It's fine. He's Shun the non But the rest of it, but the rest of the time, of that he's 114 looking. yards. Just to let you know. So that was seven receptions for what, like 30 something yards or 40 something yards? Boom, double, double digit points. It would be six receptions. You guys still got to take away the reception. For 40 yards. Yeah, double-digit points. Whatever. Either way, he, he's being 73%. targeted. 73%. What do you want from me? I can't do all this, man. You're an accountant. <laughs> I know, but my brain's not all okay. here. Okay. All right. He's fair. being targeted. He's on a team with Kyler Murray. He's offsetting a, a, another a Hall of Fame wide receiver who's on a long-term deal in DeAndre right. Hopkins. So their, their, their deals literally coincide with each other. Uh, their running games do do butter as it is. Kyler Murray is the best runner on that football team. So for me, if he can give me, I, I can't remember where he stands on the year, but I saw him with a respectable wide receiver line for where he is currently on the year. If you can give me Rondale Moore at where he's at right now, wide receiver 18 on the year, which is a high end wide receiver two, mid range wide receiver two, not high end, mid range wide receiver two. Which, by the way, could be way better than that. He's had two opportunities for touchdowns that just didn't work out. One was on an end around this week where he went into the end zone. The one when he fumbled? 
Yes, it was. It uh-huh. was a. Fu- it was a weird fumble. Like I like took the ball. It was. Yeah. It, it was. was it was kind of strange. Uh, and then the week before, uh, there was a target in the end zone that the guy swatted away just at the last minute. So I mean, he's he's centimeters away from two additional touchdowns. So they're looking for him in the end zone. They're they're trying to get him the ball. It's super there. lucky, by the way, that they did not catch that ball because it was a fumble that happened right on the sideline. They're like I, the defender caught it. Only got one foot down, so the, the ball went back to Arizona. It's a game of inches. It is. But, I mean, right now, mm-hmm. I mean, I love what I see right now. You said week two stud. I like it. I mean, when you look here, the look at this, some of the primetime names he's outproduced from a fantasy football production. Again, just how I don't get overly worried about players. I'm not getting, I'm not saying this is like fact and stone, but right now, names that he's outproduced, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Keen Allen, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. These are all big time names, Robert Woods, that you have on your roster that you expect to help you not early in the season, but all season long to be right. the dominant wide receiver. And and Rondell Moore is produced. Producing. And again, and what I like here is how he leads the teams in targets and how he's being targeted and used in this offense because that's where I'm looking at. I am not looking for, you know, the fastest wide receiver. I'm not looking for Will Fuller's. I'm looking for players that are going to score me fantasy football points. That's the game we play. We play fantasy football. When I play dynasty fantasy football, I'm trying to get as young as possible. And you, the guys that can help me the long term, the guys that open good buy windows. So Rondell Moore to me, it's, it's showing me enough early that if I was able to get him in anywhere from pick 13 to pick 15, then I'm a very, very happy owner because that means I hit with my first round pick, unless I took Travis Etienne. Um, but I have two really good promising players, right? I feel the same way if I have Elijah Moore too. Sure. Elijah Moore hasn't produced like Rondell Moore. But a little all, better this week. He had the four better. catches, 40 some He's not wide receiver 18. All signs are pointing, what I'm saying right now, is Rondell Moore is going to be a factor for your dynasty fantasy football team year one. Yep. And not only a factor, but a difference maker. And that's fine. He could drop below all those guys I mentioned, which I assume he would. Yeah. But that's fine. Give me Rondell Moore production at wide receiver... 28. 28. Yeah. Give me high-end wide receiver three production on my rookie. That's a difference maker, and I love it. By the by the way, the only difference between Rondell Moore this week and Elijah Moore was that play that you were talking about where right. where he was wide-ass open, sure. and, and, the, and the throw took him out of bounds. Matt, instead. you seem like you're very much so a non-believer. Tell us why you're a non-believer. No, I'm, I'm not non I'm not a non-believer. I, uh, he's five foot one, sir. <laughs> he, he is no I don't care if he's short that's fine Elijah, Elijah Moore is not like a tall guy either um I just I I, I I I it's not that I don't like him it's not that I've ever not liked him so I don't want to never think, loved him I've never loved him and and besides this fluky play like he's just a mediocre wide receiver three type of guy that it, no it would one be is, I think it would be no different. one's getting hyped about it all I think it would be different if we didn't see him also have a good game last week too so it's back-to-back good weeks where he's been targeted. He's also been used in the running game, and he's made plays. No, I, I, I mean... Say it's not, that's what I said. It's not the one play for me. It's the, it's the usage he's he being He had like used. 10 points last week, and take away this one fluky play, and he's 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 middling down in this 10-point another, you know, a second week in a row. And it's and it's a nice start to a career, but it's not what everyone's making it after 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 week two that's all i'm saying so i don't want to be mm-hmm. this rain on your parade type of guy but it was a busted play dude it, it wasn't be- like he ran some spectacular route sure. and got wide open it was a busted play those aren't going to happen every week 
And and week one, 10 points. Week two, this well, big jump. The crazy thing is, on this offense, you see the way Kyler Murray's been running around every single play. Something like this could happen every week with the way he's playing right now. I, I don't want to put my fantasy stock in right. that crazy play happening. To, to be fair, like I'm not going crazy over on him more. It's just... Go back to what I said. Like if I drafted him, I'm very happy. For Let sure. Me put that. Like I'm not going crazy about him. I have a player that I know is going to be used in offense right, right away, and I have a, I have an option to use him early and then and hopefully and, and that's a it's a good thing. Like either way, even if he scored ten points in back to back weeks, I would be happy if I drafted him in mm-hmm. the late first, early second, or wherever the heck you got him. I would be happy with that start. But the way that it, he's being, I think, pumped up on on fantasy Twitter right now is that he's did this amazing thing. It was a broken play that amazing. really elevated him into this amazing category that everyone's looking at. And, and I just don't want to hang my hat on those broken plays. Amazing broken I, plays. I, I hear you. That was one, but we, we have to remember that for most of these guys, a lot of their production comes on one big play here and there. Like Najee Harris, we would be talking about how bad Najee Harris would be doing right now. We can still not, talk about how bad Najee Harris is. If, if he looked. didn't have that one touchdown catch. Not yeah. him. You how know the what I mean? How he just gets... Dominating the back behind the backfield, but it did I mean, where would Saquon be? Where, where would Saquon Barkley be with that one big forty-yard run? He'd be have negative fantasy points, probably. That's where he'd be. So I mean, I, I understand that that play was a fluky play, yeah. but I still think I still think we're looking at a guy that is going to be established in this offense, and is it's the kind of offense we want him to be in. I I, I totally agree with all that, and and it, I don't want to sound so, so negative. Like, cause like I said, I think it would be a good start to a career regardless mm-hmm. without that big play, but just temper your enthusiasm a little bit without that. He'd be in like no, the wide receiver. I won't. Three We're at range. the back end of the show. All We've right. spent a lot of time on the first guy you want to talk about. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Cooper, Cooper cup, 11 targets, nine receptions, 163 yards, two touchdowns. Just like I said, Cooper Cup, top five wide receiver this year. Wait, he's I said, back. I said he's Robert Woods. Dang back. It. <laughs> he's, he's the number one overall fantasy receiver after two weeks. Uh, him and Matt Stafford have a really good connection. Get breakfast every morning. We thought it. They get Who breakfast knew? every morning. Who knew? I wish they would have told me. Yeah. We and that Robert Woods wasn't invited to breakfast. <laughs> well, you don't like pancakes? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he likes. I mean, we all thought it was going to be Robert Woods that benefited, and it's Cooper Cup. And um, look for Robert Woods to be the wide receiver, too, and look for Cooper Cup to have a top eight fantasy football finish this year. Yeah. He's, he's getting targeted all over the field, in the end zone, everywhere. So it, down the field, close to the field. He's the guy that yep. he's looking for. He'll be obviously. a top. Cooper Cup will most likely, if he stays healthy, be a top six fantasy football wide receiver for the 21. It would not season. surprise me, especially after this start. Uh, we talked to, or we will talk about it in the Nerd Herd episode, depending on what order you listen to these uh, in. But Michael Pittman Jr., 12 targets, eight receptions, 123 yards. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on him because we're Put, about to talk about him in the let, Nerd Herd. But. We all love him. And it, we tell you exactly what we think you should buy him for and how, what we think he's worth in the Nerd episode. Yep. Guy we really like. Uh, somebody we didn't really see coming, uh, I don't think anyone really saw coming, K.J. Osborne, uh, six targets, five receptions, 91 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Now, if you're not familiar, this is a wide receiver for the Vikings. Uh, and actually, production-wise right now, uh, KJ Osborne and uh, Thielen are actually outproducing Justin Jefferson. Now we do not expect that to continue. Nope. Justin Jefferson is one of the best receivers in the league, but they're actually really looking for this guy. He, they're looking for him. And if you remember week one and week two last year at this time, uh, it was Ola B, it was BC Johnson. 
was out producing Justin Jefferson. Jefferson wasn't really good in the shares. It wasn't sure. until week three that Jefferson came back on, and from week three on, he was a top four fantasy football receiver. Right. Um, it's the way it's the way it's worked out right now. I think KJ Bond lasts. No, I, I think this is a product of the uh, all the coverage rolling to the other two guys. He's getting better looks. Yeah. It's eventually going to start that they're going to have to start paying attention to this third guy, and then they're kind of screwed. It, it, you know, they're going to have to pick their poison between the, you know Adam Thielen and and uh, Justin Jefferson. So it's going to start spreading out, I think. And, and it ha- it's not like the other guys haven't produced, um, but he's just been getting a ton of target. I mean, nine quick, targets. Quick sell then. Are we are we trying to flip this guy? I don't real think quick? you're getting in I'd rather just hold on to him. And I think hope, I, I think it's a hold. Gets hurt. Yeah, I think it is a hold because okay. you know Thielen Thielen is 31 years old. This guy's 24, uh, just going into his second year here, and he was a fifth round draft pick. And, and I think he's worth I think he's worth the hold just to see if he's the guy that's going to be the guy across from Justin Jefferson. The hold's Go. worth more than a return in dynasty. Absolutely, I agree with you 100. Sure. percent I'm holding on him no matter what, just because it, it, it what it shows me if one of these guys goes down. He could produce for your he's fantasy capable. team, so he's he's a great bottom the roster kind of guy. But I'm not, yeah. The one two is it's clear as day, for sure. Uh, here we go, Matt. Do you want to do you want to read the stat line for for this guy here? Um, Mike Williams, ten <laughs> targets, seven receptions, ninety one yards, and a touchdown. What does that uh, translate to over a full season? Well, Rich. I went into it a little bit on the Nerd Herd episode. You want you want me to do it here on the oh, freebie? Do it again. These people need to know. No, all right. Um, so so far he's got twenty two targets through two games, and roughly, um, not even roughly, exactly that over extrapolated over the seventeen game season. That's a hundred and eighty seven targets from a man, Mike Williams, and over the last over two years, years, over the last two years, he's only had one hundred and seventy five targets, and over those two years. He's only had over 1,700 yards receiving. So mark it down. Mike Williams this year is going to have about 1,800 yards receiving. <laughs> oh, my. Done I mean, and done. <laughs> we've been telling you for five years now that this is going to happen. Right. It just took us five years. We were just wrong for four of them. And yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't can, matter if you're right in the end. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, at the same time, we were telling we were right for Derrick Henry for three years, and we were. It's true. And now we're dead wrong. Um, Things change. But, Thank you know, you. when Joe Labarde came in this offense, he said Mike Williams will be the X receiver playing the Michael Thomas role. We will target him. We'll use him. His ADOT has dropped. His receptions have gone up. His targets have gone up. He's being used the way we always want him to be used. He's a playmaker. He's making $15 million a year. Let's even get to, signed to an extension with Justin Herbert. That's a real big uh, question mark here, but he's probably going to finish as a nice high end wide receiver too this year. And, and that and that was a that him. was a great point about the A dot. I mean, that was the thing that's that's really shrunk over the past few years. It was up at like twenty yards a, a catch right. uh, back in two thousand nineteen, and last year it got reeled in a little bit, and it was down at like fifteen yards uh, per per target or per catch, and now it's down to like eleven and a half. I thought it was even lower than that. I thought it was like nine point seven. No, it, it's eleven. It's eleven point five through through the two games here. So. It's 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 very encouraging because you know it's not these low percentage passes anymore that that right. they're all the way down the field. He's getting involved a lot closer to the line of scrimmage, so they're higher percentage catches, and he's just he's running with it, and he's he's finally he's finally blossoming, I guess, into the wide receiver that I thought he could be. Wide receiver number yeah. seven on the year currently six, I uh, think. Uh, he is seven. He's right behind okay. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, if has you say so, thirty point seven. <laughs> oh, that's standard. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. looking, I am looking the wrong league. He was tied with five. If I saw it earlier, he's tied for five overall with 
Amari Cooper with 44.3 points there right behind Adam Thielen. So, yeah, I mean, Mike Williams right now, it's easy to say if he maintains his wide receiver one. I would imagine, maybe he does. Maybe Mike Williams finishes a wide receiver one. I would, I'd see him more around like 13, 14 by the time the year ends. But I mean, we'll ob- obviously 187 targets would be ridiculous to keep For up sure. that pace. But realistically, Michael Thomas possible. did it. <laughs> but Michael Thomas right. did it, so we'll see. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, buy, and I'm buying Mike Williams if I can. Totally I can totally buy buying Mike Williams. Like if somebody, if people are trying to sell the hype, I'm buying the hype. Buying the I'm hype. paying a first round pick for Mike Williams. Love Mike late first round pick. Speaking of the hype, Tony Pollard. We've uh, we there's been some Tony Pollard truthers that uh, have definitely gotten what they've wanted so far. Yeah, they're in, annoying. In this week, 13 attempts, which for backup, so to speak, running back is a lot of attempts. 109 yards, one touchdown. Uh, three targets, three receptions, 31 yards, only, uh, only three fewer carries than Zeke this past week. What are we making of Tony Pollard? He looks absolutely fantastic. He does. He looks explosive. He looks dynamic with the ball in his hand. You can start him on a week. You could start him as a running back too. You could start him on a weekly basis. He looks great. And there's no, there's no hiding. It's a really weird situation for the Cowboys because, you're paying Zeke all this money, a and you can literally money. get the same thing on Tony Pollard. So the problem is you're paying Zeke all this money, and Zeke's going to get his no matter what. So unless Zeke leaves, you're looking at like a Kareem Hunt situation. You're looking at like a running back too. And I think I think that's kind of where we're at now where I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke was used more similarly to Nick Chubb and, and Tony Pollard's used kind of like Kareem Hunt where he's more of the passing down guy, but he can absolutely have series where he just takes over and, and he's the guy for the series. And would have no problem doing that. So I think that's the tough part is this. Now, uh, both of them have cap ceilings, though. You know, uh, I don't think Zeke, you're selling Zeke. Right. I don't think he's he's dead to the world. But that top three, top five finish that we thought could happen, I think is now unrealistic. Yeah, you have to temper your enthusiasm for sure. Um, yeah, I say we, my bold prediction, we finished as running back one, and I'm not I'm not even know he's going to finish. Like, one overall. I don't even know if he's going to finish as a running back one. But we'll see. We will it, see. It, it, there's, there's a lot. To go. There's a long race here and an extended season that we longest season we'll ever see. So he looks good. He does. Uh, two more, and then we'll we'll wrap up here. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, uh, another two touchdown week, five targets, four receptions, thirty nine yards. He is uh, only the second tight end to have to start the season with two touchdowns in back to back games. Uh, that's the since 1994. So Rob Gronkowski, how long do we think this lasts? Does, has he, for at least the season, entered into that Kelsey, Kittle, Waller type of tier? Or do we think this is just uh, as a hot streak and then it's it's going to be gone? This is no, this is no hot streak. Yeah. <laughs> this is he, Last year he was playing himself back into football shape. Right. And by the end of the year he was back in football shape and he dominated in the playoffs. And... Right, he's picking up right where he left off. He, he's just he's a he's a target hog. Brady's looking for him in all the key situations, down in the red zone yeah. to move the chains, and he's he's here to stay. I was as, dead as, wrong about him. As long as he stays healthy, he, he's here to stay. I thought he was a name value kind of player. I thought that he would not hold much fantasy relevance. I thought OJ Howard are paying him good money sure. to come back in this year. I was dead wrong because, like Matt said, I believe. I'm piggybacking on everything you just said. And the thing is, when I watch him play, which I've watched both games, yep. he looks like, his old like the Gronk of old. He looks damn good. And he's the greatest tight end 
to ever play. Like he's the most. Di- I know Travis Kelsey's the greatest tight end. I mean, you could argue there, but he, he might the be the greatest receiving. But I mean, Gronk does it all. He's a very Gronk's good blocker the most as well. Dominant tight end. I've him and Kelsey are they're they're up there. You know what I mean? Because now that Kelsey's done for five years straight, but like it's easy to like remember what you've done for me lately. If you go back pre Kelsey, Gronk was on a different level all by himself. Yep. So right. yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a high end tight end for the whole season if he can stay healthy and Gronk. I, I've seen nothing this way for that. And he's have so many touchdowns in this offense. Right. Cause like Matt said, he's looking for him in the red zone. There's a very good chance. Rob Gronkowski, the completely guy you would not think of can finish his tight end one overall on the fact that he's gonna have so many touchdowns. Like he's, he's going to have double digit touchdowns. Don't yep. disagree. So they're going up and down the field he, and, and he's sitting there right there at the goal line waiting. Brady's unstoppable. Yep. It just, it's, <clears throat> The touchdowns will be there that puts him in a very – there's a chance for him to be tight at one overall. Well, just as Gronk came back from the dead, uh, Sam Darnold might have come back from the dead as well. Sam Darnold so far has played really well. Panthers are 2-0 and this past week, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Is Sam Darnold now a legitimate fantasy-relevant quarterback? And is this going to continue? He's 23 years old. I think. I mean, he was 20 years old when he came into the league. So 23, he's 24. I mean, he's super young. Whatever. He, it, yeah. 23 it, to 25. He's younger he's, than Joe Burrow. It young. literally yeah. puts in fact, in stone, find me two tablets of stone and start carving into them because these are the words of God. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Adam Gase is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst coach in the history of the NFL. There's a reason he's not coaching right now. Every player he's ever touched, he's ruined and made look terrible. And the moment that these players escape his red devil clutches, <laughs> they, they they thrive and prosper in the light of the Lord. This okay? is going to be the pull quote for uh, the show this week, isn't it? <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's just, it's, it's, it's a fact. These are facts. I can only go with what, like, I can see their facts. These are facts. Sam Darnold looks decent. And Joe Brady is going to be a head coach, right? Right. He's working with a really good offensive coordinator. He's got really good weapons around him. He's got a really good run game, and his offensive line's okay. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to me, Sam Darnold's got so much to prove. If they if they can lock him up to, to a long-term deal, and he could have these weapons around him. Christian McCaffrey's there for a long-term. They got Robbie Anderson. Terrace Marshall's going to be there for four years, and DJ Moore's not going anywhere. So to me, Sam Darnold... If somebody's trying to get out and looking for this a short window, I am buying Sam Darnold in uh, Superflex more so than anything. It's just because Adam Gase is the root of all evil when it comes to fantasy football production. Dig, he will drag down. Dig it out. If, if all of a sudden Adam Gase was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> Brady would have had five interceptions, no touchdowns, instead of five touchdowns, no interceptions. That's how far his evil can go. That's wow. how far it can go. That's terrible. That is bad. I the don't truth, even know how to follow that up. The truth is evil I sometimes. Honestly, I honestly don't. What was the question? Uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold. How great googly moogly is those eyes of the devil? <laughs> Sam Darnold. We just lost camera on YouTube. I, I think he's salvageable. Um, so See, look. Adam Gay strikes again. <laughs> we're in the darkness. He shut down our <laughs> podcast. Darkness. Yeah, we were done anyway. <laughs> so that's it. Um you won't throw your darkness on me, Adam Gase, because I'm getting out of here before you can take <laughs> me down with you. We'll be back next week talking more 
Dynasty Fantasy Football. And again, check out our D- Dynasty Nerds Nerd Herd episode. We're talking about our weekly buys and sells. Make sure to check out DynastyNerds.com where you have all the tools you need to dominate your fantasy football league. Listen, you might be right now feeling very comfortable. It's early in the season. But as these bye weeks start to come up here in the next couple of weeks, and as your teams start to either prosper or fall back, you got to make sure you're making the right moves for your Dynasty team to put yourself in a position to dominate for years to come. DynastyNerds.com, the Dynasty GM. It's called the Dynasty GM for that reason. It's help you to, It's there to help you manage your Dynasty fantasy football team. It's going to help you make the best, right, quickest decisions for your Dynasty fantasy football team. It's free to try right now, now on DynastyNerds.com. Get on there today, free three-day trial. Check it out. You will see for a fact why it's a tool for you and why you need this if you play Dynasty Fantasy Football. And of course you get so much more with that. You get the nerd you get the Dynasty Nerds film room. Yep. We update that every single week. Every time there's college football games, we're updating our Dynasty Nerds film room with all 22 film and film out there of every rookie prospect to come out here. We have so much at DynastyNerds.com. Check it out today. It's my favorite website. And we're it's only going to keep building. We just had a cool meeting just last night uh and kind of to preview some of the stuff that's coming down the pipeline. And yep. there's more cool stuff coming. It, we just add that we use a trade finder all the time. That was just add the GM. There will always be constant improvements. Remember, every time you sign up for the Dynasty Nerds, that money goes right back into the community to help you build the tools, help us build the tools that you need to dominate your fantasy football leagues. If you appreciate it, sign up. It's a good way uh, to support the site. But remember, when you're supporting the site, you're not just supporting the site, you're supporting the game of Dynasty Fantasy Football and helping it grow. So we appreciate that as well. And of course, if you enjoy the show, leave us a rating review on iTunes. We appreciate it. Keeps the show at the top of all fantasy football lists is where we like to be because I like to pat myself on the back. There you go. Absolutely. Adios.